Angela, you in the building today. Um. <laughs> new mic, who this? New mic, who this? Mike, new mic, who this? But y'all thought y'all was tuning in the home, girls. Y'all tuning into the Breakfast Club, baby. <laughs> don't sue me. Look, don't sue me. Don't sue me. Look, this is not the breakfast club for real. Do not come for me, Charlamagne, because we be about to go with that. Um, but welcome <laughs> to the Homegirls Podcast, guys. <laughs> episode, look, episode 75 or whatever we own at this point. Um, yeah, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for riding with us, you know, thus far. Um, today, we're going to be hitting on the importance of creating routine and structure for the churn. What y'all think about that? <laughs> They need it. I mean, they need it. They need it, right? So, well, I guess that's the topic that we're debating at this point, right? Do they need it? Or how much do they need, right? So, of course, when I was first presented this topic, I went and looked up a couple things. (laughs) Um, And, you know, you know me in true Alex fashion. Um, So the the first thing I kind of wanted to think about was like, okay, what type of people, like, you know, what type of person decides whether or not a you know, their kids would need structure, like in the home or whatever. So I went down my own rabbit hole and found a couple articles just like describing the different types of parents. Um, and so there's like a plethora of them. I mean, like five, six, you know, y'all heard of like the helicopter parent, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I found two types that kind of related to the topic that we're talking about, to me at least. And so the first one who would kind of be more of a promoter of this routine and structure of, um, for kids was called the reformer slash perfectionist. Okay. So this, this one is clearly not me. Um, but that type of parent has like high ideals, well-kept boundaries. They're well-organized, usually like drill sergeants in the home, basically. <laughs> I won't point at any fingers, but we may have a couple of those on here. I don't know. Um, so, <laughs> just saying, um, as the finger pointing uh, occurs on the Zoom. Um, so those types of parents, even though they may have like the big boundaries and the, or the well-established boundaries and the organization, sometimes they struggle to be a little bit too hard on themselves or their children to sway away from, you know, his or her way of doing things, which would present a real big, I guess, opportunity for criticism and low self-esteem and blah, blah, blah. But some pros of that type of parent, um, their children have been said to have, um, you know, well-established accountability in their roles in the home and at school. Um, and then they, you know, they carry on that type of structure to their own children as well. Um, so that's one type of parent. And then the second kind um, that I, I kind of pointed out was the enthusiasts. I kind of identify with this type of parent. Um, so these types of parents, they're usually outgoing, upbeat, spontaneous, like they play with the children. They love them all enthusiastically and optimistically, um, which I'm not saying a reformer parent can't be optimistic and happy. But I mean, this is like a specific uh, description of this type of parent. But some of the struggles of that type of parent, they may or may not neglect the routine chores and responsibilities of the home and in schooling. And the boundary of mom and dad may or may not be confused with a friend. Um, some of the pros of this type of parenting, um, children may feel more loved and nurtured and they appreciate having that friend in their parents. So those are two clearly big, you know, jumps on the, on the end of the parental spectrum. But I mean, let's weigh in. I mean, how were y'all raised? What kind of parents did y'all have up in y'all house? Um, I had the uh, the black parent model. I didn't see that one on here. Um, but yeah, 
there was structure, there were rules, there was organization. Um, of course, you you had your chores, you had your schoolwork, which came first, and then you knew what your role was in the house. But my my parents were, my dad was typical dad, you know how dads are, very stern and, you know, did you do this, did you do that kind of thing? But we we always had a good time. My mom was a clown growing up. My mom liked to have a good time. So she was very, very a free parent. You know, you knew what was expected of you and she was on you, but you knew what was expected um, of you. And I feel like in my own parenting style, if I had to identify, I'm a reformed enthusiast um, because I'm not like a drill sergeant. I'm very strict, which is weird because a lot of people don't think that, but I am a strict parent, but I like to have fun. So in the midst of us having fun and me taking off the drill sergeant cap, I mean, some of the stuff is lax, like, oh, you didn't make your bed today. You know, you were supposed to make your bed. But um, uh, so I have a whiteboard now for Chloe, of course, get her life together. But I kind of pull from all the parents around me from my own parenting skills as well. But my parents, you know, they didn't play that. I had the old school get your butt whipped method. I didn't, I didn't see that on here. So how was your uh, your upbringing as far as like routine and structure was concerned? My mom, we had no routine or structure. She just knew by the time she came home, Courtney better have her kitchen clean, Brittany better have her bathroom clean, and her homework better be done. And that was it. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, if it wasn't done, she was waking up in the middle of the night to do it. Um, She didn't really have as far as like, you know, homework and stuff I was always a nurse so she never really had to worry about that but as far as like chores and stuff like that she um we had chores and it just had to be done and she was my mom was I want to say more of like the enthusiast type parent that's what I grew up in she wasn't really like strict or you know trying to punish us all the time and then like that she just wants she asked us what needed to be done we did it and we went on with our life it wasn't nothing crazy like that going on at home. <laughs> yeah, I can relate. I mean, I didn't, you know what? Honestly, no, no, I can't relate. I mean, I had chores low key, but my parents weren't really on me like that as far as like, I mean, I had to keep my room clean, but like if I didn't clean it, like my mom would clean it, you know, like, I mean, I would get fussed at Must Yeah. I mean, you know, I would get fussed at sometimes, but my parents, like their main focus was my schooling. And just like you feel like I didn't have to, you know, put much effort into school. I mean, I always enjoyed school. I always enjoyed homework. I enjoyed reading. So they never had to be like on me to get stuff done. Like my dad, my dad would be like, I mean, that was all the way up until I was in college. He was like, you don't even have to get a job. Like just focus on school. Like that was their whole thing. And so, yeah. What about you, Shadi? I saw you were kind of jealous of my, uh, <laughs> of my, my sharing of my portion. I mean, <laughs> weigh in, Angela. Weigh in. <laughs> and, uh, um, yeah, I think my mom, she was more of the enthusiast. Just, and I think that's more so just because she was younger when she had me. So she was just like the cool mom, you know? She was that mom, like a line between you and Courtney with what y'all said about y'all's parents. Like, as long as we had our schoolwork done we were bringing in good grades we could do pretty much whatever my mom just we literally and Courtney can attest to this our house was like the fun house we did right. whatever we wanted to every weekend yeah yeah I mean as long as her dishes now Kim don't play about her dishes now don't we'll wake you up in the middle of the night and the, the dishes yeah. it will be on your bed so right. as long as her house is clean and your grades are good you know 
uh, we definitely, you know, it was cool. But my mom also, I feel like she did, we have that friendship. So I know a lot of parents don't. They try to have that that line, like, I'm your mom, I'm not your friend. And my mom has always kind of been the opposite. And I think it had a lot to do with her upbringing. So she chose to do a different route, go a different route with me. And it it works. She's still one of my besties to this day, but she still let me know who mama is, the 35 and all. Right. Yeah. I know, like, me, my cousin Christy is literally my best friend. Like, we grew up around the corner from each other. Um, and her mom was much more stricter than my mom. And so, like, she would come by me, you know, it was cool, whatever, we chill. But, like, I knew if I was going by Christy's house, my auntie Cass was like, look, this is no, look, there's no leaving your shoes right here. It's making sure the dishes got done. And so that's where, a lot, I mean, I really learned a lot from her, like, going by their house, you know, I'm not saying it was a whole, like, you know, cluster in my house, but I'm just saying, like, everything was like, it, it had to get done. Like, it had to get done. If it didn't right. get done, it was spankings. It was this, that, the third, you know. Yeah, like, that's that's why I got that right. from I think because I probably would have been running around here on cocaine. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. Just I'm joking. joking. Jokes, 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 jokes. And no shades <laughs> to the cocaine uh, people. You know, we'll have another podcast for you. <laughs> you know, free on that. Um, but I mean, you know, most of us have children on here now. So do you think that your childhood has affected how you raise your kids? Like, have you wanted it to stay the same or? I would say, yeah, just because my, my parents weren't strict, but we had a lot of rules. Well, I had rules because I was rebellious. So I had rules. Um, and a lot of times I felt kind of sheltered in some aspects, but I wanted it to be different. Like Shade kind of mentioned her mom being a young mom and kind of being like very like the cool mom and that's the kind of mom that I kind of am not completely don't don't care no structure no rules none of that but I just wanted it to be an open kind of forum for my daughter to be able to come talk to me but I mean she's still of course like Courtney and Shade said and you said Alex you know I want my kitchen clean and homework needs to be done but my daughter is much like Courtney she's a nerd so I don't have to worry about <laughs> I don't have to worry about that because her stuff was done or she knew I was going to knock her head between the dishwasher and the sink. So, I mean, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. <laughs> oh, well, for, for me, um, I'm not as, for me, I just like, I had a job where I worked third shift before I, I've always worked third shift. Everybody knows it. So, once I had a little trait, I had to choose between my career and my kid, well, my child, and I chose my child. So, I took a, like a nice little pay cut but I'm back to where I was. But I had I took a pay cut and just put my faith in God. But the more the point of that is because my mom, like I always said, she always worked three and four jobs to make sure we didn't want for anything. But when it came to me with mine, I decided to choose my kids over my career because I couldn't work third shift and have a, a newborn and a, and a two year old at the time that I was working at night this one job because a nanny would raise my kids. And I know with me, like my mom, she wasn't there to help me with my homework. I was a cheerleader since seventh grade. My mom, I don't remember not one game that she attended. So I chose, it, it helped me in a positive way. Because that's, I don't want my kids growing up like that. I'm very into that. I'm very active, very big part of their life. And I chose my kids over my job. And now I'm making more than I did at that, at that, at that job, you know? So it's just, it's just like, you know, kids are a blessing and something you are, you know, I'll, you don't have to, but I just chose my kids over my career. And I'm not as strict as she was. Um, I don't just I don't just go off air come say, Mommy, Lil Trey did this. I don't go whoop Lil Trey. 
I say, little Trey, come here, and I need to find out what happened from both sides. My mom, like I said, I would just get, a, I would just get in trouble. So, mm-hmm. like, I never got a chance to talk. So I get, give my kid, my kids a chance to talk. So, the effects that of you know my upbringing, it's a, it's positive on my kids. Like, I don't show favoritism. I love you, mom, but she showed favoritism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I made sure, like, when they, when I had, when it was just little Trey, Eric. I would sleep with one on my left and one on my right. Mm-hmm. Now I have twins. I put the twins sleep first and I go in there and put the train Eric to sleep. I just make right. sure that. Right. But like, do they, I mean, do they have, I mean, Eric and, um, and Trey, I know they're a little bit older than the twins. Do they have like chores or like, you know, even like during this pandemic, like there's, you know, do they have specific time to place, specific time for homework? Like, have you incorporated that? Yeah, part definitely. Definitely. Yes, we are on the schedule. Yeah, we're on the schedule with that. Especially with homeschool, you have no choice still. Homeschool all the way. We from the time they wake up to about 2.30. And then after that, they can play. But yeah, we're we on a strict schedule. But it's yeah. fun, though, to them. It's not strict, like, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. What you say, cool? Yeah, me, um, I definitely believe in, you know, creating a structure and, you know, routine for kids. Um, Kenley, my daughter, uh, she is on, you know, a routine. Basically, Erica, I can see where you were coming from when you say you put your your kids over your career. Because when Kenley started kindergarten this year, I went to straight working weekends. If y'all don't know, I'm a nurse. I work overnight. So I work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and I'm home Monday through Friday with my daughter and I made that decision so I can be the mom that picks her up you know brings her to school every morning pick her up from school in the evening help her with her homework whatever but Kenley is so like me she's she's another nerd so stuff like this don't bother her Kenley come home and like our routine quote unquote now it's not like uh okay at 335 eat a snack at 327 do it like it's not like that but she knows like when she come home she get out her uniform she fix her snacks. She go get her stuff ready for her homework. She sit at the desk. She do her homework. After that, you know, she play. We eat dinner. She take a bath. It's bedtime. You know, so it's like during the week, I don't even have to tell her what to do because she's already in motion because she already knows that I've already set this, you know, this routine down for her. So she already knows like, what we need to do. So that part don't really bother me. So even when the pandemic happened and it went to like, quote unquote, homeschool, Kenley had already been doing this. I've been working with Kenley from home with education before she even started school. So me teaching her at home wasn't new to her. So that was something that she didn't have to adjust to. She was already used to that. So I think that, and then as far as like what Chrissy said, she said that um, now Chloe has a chore chart. Kenley has a little chore chart because I'm like, you. she's sick, but I'm not about to keep telling you every day the same thing. So I have to make something fun for her instead of making her seem like chores or punishment. She has a short part that um she puts up on on her wall and it's by month and it says all the chores that she have to do at the end of the day. Once she done all her chores, she put a sticker by all the chores that she done that day. At the end of the month, if she has like uh 15 to 10 stickers, she can do this. If she has 20 to 25 stickers, she could do this. If she has 25 to 30 stickers, she can do that. So that gives her an incentive at the end of the month to look forward to by doing her chores. So, girl, she, and then she knows she go and she gets stickers herself. She's like, Mom, can we come and do my chore chores? So I'll go in the room, she'll get the stickers, the stickers, put her stickers on there for the day. And I mean, it works for me. And now it's not a hassle for me because it's fun for her. So I don't have mm-hmm. to all day like go do this did you do this did you do that i'd be like hey at the end of the day when it's time to put your stickers up there you're gonna be showing some stickers today and 
if I put that in her head, then she go do that, you know, what I need her to do instead of me, like, fussing, like, bringing my head off all day about do this, do that, do that. But Kenny liked it. And she, you know, as far as school routine, she a nurse, so I don't have no problems with that. But you have to make yeah. little kids like that fun. They don't want to clean up. They don't want, like, fun for them. They want to sit down and play with baby dolls and Legos and all of that. So, I mean... Mm-hmm. You gotta find something that tricks them into thinking it's something fun so you don't lose your mind, you know? Right. Because it's very easy for me to lose my mind. Um, I'm actually gonna need you to send one of these chore charts to me. Uh, <laughs> you can overnight it. Thank you. Um, so, but no, to be completely honest, though, my youngest son, Austin, he loves to clean. Like we go in Walmart and there's like a little um like a little broom vacuum cleaner like set in like the toy set. He's like, oh, my mom. Like, he's like, he's my little domestic child. He likes to cook. He likes to clean. You know, like he just, he does. So, yeah. but I'm going to have to use that chore chart. I'm not lying. But I'm not, I mean, like I said, my, I didn't have as many rules and stuff when I was a kid, but I find that I really have adopted more rules for my kids probably as a result of that. Like, I don't feel like I was negatively affected too bad by not having too many rules because I was able to like navigate life myself I like the independence that my parents trusted me with you know to kind of navigate life but like my kids they do need structure and I noticed like if they don't have it their attitudes seem to be a little bit different too you know what I'm saying like especially with this pandemic like you know they're used to going to school for a certain amount of time Braden would usually have some sort of practice or something after the school, you know, come home, we eat, it's bad, it's, you know, us time, and then it's bedtime. There was a routine. But, like, with this pandemic, and I'm sure it, it has more to do um, than just a lack of routine or structure. But during this, like, it's almost like they're lost. Like, they're like, I mean, can we do something? Like, what, what do we do now? Do we just sit here all day? Do we just, yeah. you know? So, so yeah, I mean, daily living that just got abruptly snatched away. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Mm-hmm. They don't really yeah. know how to cope with that either. So it's like I had to give Kenley a time sometimes to kind of um, adapt to being home with me all day. Cause yeah. She, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, now you cough one time, she be like, um, coronavirus. You know? Oh my god. <laughs> she understand now. But so she excited about homeschool and everything now. But yeah, I, if you get them out that routine, that will show affecting like their behavior and all of that. Yeah, and I was just, I was just thinking about that earlier. Like it's so crazy how this coronavirus is changing our kids' lives. Like they've been out of school almost a year. It seems like, like March is coming back around. Yeah, and it's so unfair to them because like they were just snatched out of school. No summer, no no sports. And I have three boys. You know, one of them's a baby, but I have two, an eight year old and a, a five year old, and they require a lot of. They have so much energy, so I have to like sometimes. Let them go outside and ride their bikes, but it's like I'm very cautious because I'm like, Lord, have mercy on that. My kids were sick, like we were only ones there. But as soon as Saturday came, we left because you could see the people coming. But I'm just like crazy, like how our kids have to stay inside, you know, for safety, and the numbers are just keep increasing, increasing. I don't see it getting any better. Yeah, I mean, it's not just yeah, their day to day is the you know disrupted as well as their like regular routine, you know. So they like you said, your mama was kind of enthusiast and stuff like that. Do you feel like you'll be the same? Like when you have kids, I know I thought I was gonna let my kids run rampant, but when they got here, I was like, oh, okay, like, <laughs> right, right. You know, it's funny. I often I think about that all the time. As much as I want to be, um, just the cool mom, I still, I still think I'm gonna be that person. But I, I watch too much ID Channel. I watch too much Law and Order S- SVU. 
So I know that I'm going to be that crazy overbearing parent that's probably going to get on my kids' nerves. I'm going to be extra. They're going to love slash hate me because I, it's just too many crazy things going on in the world right now. And as much as I want to like, would want to give my kids, like let them have that freedom with all the, you know, crazy people, kidnappers, the pedophiles, or with the, this black stuff that's going on, you know, the issues that we're having in our community. I just don't see me being as free as my mom was because we didn't have a lot of the same things, you know, back then that we have to deal with now. So I'm going to be monitoring as much as I can on social media, what you're watching on TV. You ain't listening to Meg The Stallion. You know, it just things yeah. like that. You're not, you're not about to be doing that kind of stuff. So It is different times. I'm not lying. Because I know like my, my uh, oldest son, this was like two, three years back. Like he was like nine or 10. He was just talking about like, he was playing with a little girl around the, the, uh, you know, the neighborhood and she had like advanced on him sexually oh you know yeah like a little nine-year-old little girl you know a nine nine oh, so i'm not saying every little nine-year-old is walking around here being a little slut but i mean it's other things that we have to watch you know that we didn't really have to deal with i mean when i was nine back in the gap i was worried about Ooh, I, I hope I could get a, a better aid in the smart girl next to me uh, you know right. what i'm saying like you know what Mm-hmm. Also, when you think about like the music that we used to listen to, like when I listen to the songs now that we used to listen to, like talk about R. Kelly, I hate to bring him up, but R. Kelly with his music, you know, even TLC, they had like all types of music that was like sexually connotated, right? We used mm-hmm. to sing them, but we weren't thinking about the act of what was going on. Now these kids know exactly what this stuff means and the music has gotten worse and they're going out reenacting or wanting to be the people that they're listening to. So it's just a whole different kind of mindset and the kind of kids we are than the ones that are up and coming now. Right. I have to All agree. Right. Like even now, like with Chloe, like we'll be doing like split fractions and stuff like that. And it's stuff that she's been exposed to, but you know the Magdalene song, the Savage Remix with Beyonce, when I don't listen to that. It, I don't let her listen to that. A, a very close friend of mine is very liberal and she let her friend, her daughter listen to it. So Chloe loves going with them because she can listen to all this and she's on TikTok and she's mm. all these dances and I'm ready to just connect because like Shade said, I am that parent that's like, I will cut somebody's head off. Like I don't, the pedophiles, I, I see grown men looking at little kids in a way that mm-hmm. makes me uncomfortable and I'm not the quiet parent. Like, oh my God, was that? Like, I get up in people's shit, excuse me. And I'm like, F you looking at it. I don't care. Like, those are my kids. And I want you to know, like, you don't want none of this over here. Like, so if you're thinking about anything, please reconsider. You know what I'm saying? It's just, and like Shadi said, the music now is so, so much more suggestive. The stuff that they say on the radio, Gucci Man had a line in the song <laughs> where he oh, said, Lord. he did something. So good that he, you know, pleased himself. But it oh. was, but he said it on the radio, the M word. I don't want to say it here because I don't know if kids are listening. But our people are going to listen with their kids, and I'm not that parent. To, Mommy, what? Masturbate? No. So, but they said, you said it. Well, guys, explain to your children that it's a dirty ice cream they can never eat. So it's just one of those things. Where, it makes me uncomfortable as a mom because my child is, my kid is the one, what does that mean? I'm like, nothing. It means you're going to go to hell in a handbasket. You know, it just scares me. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I wasn't expecting that. And I have to turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. Are you? 
we don't really get to listen to music. We only listen to Joe and podcasts. That's all we listen to because I don't mm-hmm. trust anything else. I don't want that those ideas in our head. It's already exposed in the music. The cartoons are suggestive, period. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's just... Oh Lord, I can't yeah. program anymore. I can't handle I know, it. Three, three to one, sis. Take a little minute. Take a minute for yourself. Thank you. Take a break. Thank you. It's fine. Um, but even not just the music is suggestive too, but like social media. I know my oldest son really wanted uh, social media, and his dad thought that he should have like a, a, a social media platform, like for his uh, career, his sports career, which is fine. I know a lot of kids are doing that. You know, posting their little videos as far as practices and whatever. But I'm like. I'm not really for social media simply because of the old nasty men jacking off to my kids in their closet. And, you know, not even just that, but just like the comparisons, like the, you know, the attacks to their self-esteem that can occur on social media. I mean, we as adults on social media can, you know, like look at ourselves differently because we're comparing ourselves to somebody on social media or what they're doing on social media. So could you imagine a 12-year-old? Yeah, okay. And, and I'm really backing off of you, Alex. LeBron mm-hmm. James's son, Bronny just got to high school. I think grown men troll him. Grown men, they troll him at his games. They troll him on social media. This, nobody said anything about this little boy. He never said like, "I'm the best." I'm LeBron James' son. Like they troll him. Oh, you think you're better than this person? This is a child that you're trolling on a social media platform because. He has talent. It drives me insane. Like, I don't know what I, I, and I was going to say, I don't know what I would do if I had a son, but I'm having a son. But it just clicked. Like, I would be the mom. Like, who said what? Like, you know, I have time today. But because like mm-hmm. you said, could you imagine that attacking them socially, what that does to their self-esteem? If they do believe in themselves, if they are confident and they're comfortable where they are and they know that, you know, I'm capable of this. But now you got a grown person trolling you on some BS because, you know, they failed. And life, they don't have a girlfriend. Girl, I know one. I'm just in here thinking about my crazy self and my child. And this is so. You know what? This is a random story, but I'm gonna just talk about me being a crazy mom. (laughs) But we were at one of his basketball games. You made me think about it. You said about LeBron's before. Um, my son was at a basketball game, like out of the city or whatever, and the little boy like kept like calling him trash. You know how kids like you know talk stuff to each other. I'm trying not to curse. I ain't ready for that. It's yeah. a PG episode. Um, but, you know, talking about So the little boy was, like, all in his face, talking stuff, talking stuff. And so Braden punched the kid. I mean, hey, hey. I get it. How many Act times up, you could get snatched up. City girls like, tell me that. <laughs> How many times you going to be in my child's face? So speaking about adults, like, controlling a job. The mom of the little boy that got punched, like, starts talking about how Braden was, like, a thug. And, like, you know, Girl. why would I let him play? So now, now I'm walking on the court. <laughs> and Austin, who's in my arms, ready to kill somebody okay. behind my child. So that's real. You know, that's a random little tidbit about me being a nut. But I mean, really? I just all to see. You want to protect your kids from people that troll them. So yeah. especially like social media, you know, on site. Girl, yeah. let me tell yeah. you one thing. I have, um, you know, I'm the oldest of five, and my youngest set of siblings are extremely young. Girl, somebody was trying to play with my little brother, I, I would dress in all black and act like I'm in high school and come tear somebody's ass up. Somebody you could fit in. She could fit in. I was about to say, she, she's going to pass, so. <laughs> don't play, don't play with my son. That's, that's how I know I'm going to be crazy. I'm going to be a nutty parent too, Alex. You ain't going to be alone. 
Oh, don't <laughs> Oh, girl, I'll wear this cape by myself. Don't even worry about it. It's fine. I'm just fine with that. But my highlight is my shot because the teeth that I knocked out was, you know, they were worth much more than my child's self-esteem being okay. knocked down. But my circles could pop. I mean, come on. <laughs> now, do y'all think, now that is a question. Do y'all think self-esteem correlates with structure in the home or like routine in the home? What do y'all think? Because at first, I'm not going to lie. I was like, I want to be that fun parent so my kids feel loved and they feel nurtured. Like, I want them to feel like I'm a safe space. Yeah. But, like, as they've gotten older, I'm like, okay, I, I don't know if they're going to be, like, confident in themselves to perform day-to-day ritual if, if I don't put that type of structure in my home. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, especially with boys. I, I mean, it's no different with boys and girls, but boys and just have so much energy. And sometimes when you... Like, you want to be the person they come to no matter what, but you have to put your foot down at the same time because, like, some it's like, okay, when girls are sassy, it's different from a boy. Boys have a smart mouth also. And so, like, I'm very, very close to my boys, but I have to let them know a lot. Like, I'm not your friend, I'm your mom. Because their mouth, they have a mouth on them, and it's so different from a girl's. I've, I'm not used to being around boys when they have a smart mouth, but Lord have mercy. Oh, well, you can when just I tell come you, in. Just come move in then, because both of mine have marked a miles. But one thing I can touch on is, and I just recently had this conversation with Brayden, um, you know, set that, that uh, boundary that I'm his mom and I'm not his friend. And he, that hurt him to his core. Like, he cried, you know, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I wasn't saying, like, you don't have a friend in me as your mother, but you have to be able to respect the fact that I am your mother first. Like, I'm your friend, but I'm your mother first, you know? And yet, when I tell you to do X, Y, and Z, whether it's clean your room, wash your ass, whatever it is, you need to be yes-mamming and going and doing it and not just being like, oh, I'm a get, you know, like, oh, my, she's not different, that's just my friend, you know? But I'm not going to tell y'all, the, it hit that boy hard when I had to set the boundary that, hey, well, reset the boundary. Like, I'm your mom first. You know that, right? Like, we clown, we joke and all that, but that's a real thing. I'm your mom. Mm-hmm. I think Chloe yeah, try cried too. Jayla, Jayla got it. <laughs> Jayla knew I was crazy off top. She was like, "Ooh, okay, got it. We cool, but we not that cool." She would tell people, "We cool, but we not that cool." Chloe, she has middle child syndrome horribly. My child does not understand that you know I love her the same as I have these other kids, and where does she fit in? And it's a constant struggle because Chloe is very sassy. And I don't do disrespect. And I teach that from little and everything is, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, y- yes, yes, ma'am. Or if she's talking to like TJ and TJ's telling her something, she's like, well, she said, and I don't know how y'all parents reacted back in the day. Well, I couldn't say she. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> no I couldn't say she. She'll be like, well, she said, and I, I immediately, I'm like, who, who is she? Who is that? Who, who are you talking about? She was like, you. And then like, she'll see me like, you know, my little face scrunching up. She's like, I was, I was talking to myself. I said, well, do it in your head before I knock yourself out your head so y'all can talk no, to they, 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 they talking to themselves. This is some crazy children. They all be talking to themselves. Like we can't hear them. Yeah. I think girls are, girls are way sassy, of course, than boys, but it's very hard because I have to teach her, like, you give respect, period, if you want it back. And you have to learn that now. Even, like, if she's upset, with her dad about something and she'll be dry and short with him. And I'm like, don't talk to your dad like that. That is your dad. I don't care what happened. Well, he, he, I'm like, that is your dad. 
maintain mm-hmm. those boundaries. And like you said, and, and he'll tell us straight up, like, dude, we cool, but we're not that cool. You know, like we close and her biological dad, you know, he'll tell her, like, you know, you can come talk to me, confide in me, but you will respect me and you will respect your mom. And that's just something and Courtney can attest to because I've been asking for help because it's been a struggle since they've been at home, you know, due to COVID. It's just establishing those ground rules like Chloe, you have to listen, you have to be obedient, you have to be respectful. And I don't know if it's just because everything's so new to her and it's very hard for me to divide my time appropriately with work because I naturally work from home prior to COVID, you know. So it's hard for me to sit here and be focused and then be focused. So it's, you have to do both. It, it's a struggle. Ooh, child. Yeah, I'm going to need y'all help with these girls because, you know, I have one and she's already a mess. So y'all don't get do, ready, okay? Don't do Jada. Don't do her. <laughs> Jada is a hot mess. Jada's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, a, a real problem. We can't not grant it. Can't be having. Let me not say a small mouth, like because I remember my used to say I had a small mouth, but I wasn't even trying to be small. I literally, y'all, was just trying to express myself, and so it's like I really sometimes when Kenley say stuff, I'm like Kenley, you know, you can. I want I want her to be able to talk to me. I want her to be able to feel like she could tell me anything or express how she feel, and not have to, you know, um, filter herself. But I want her to do it respect. You know what I'm saying? So I want you to be able to tell me anything that you need to tell me. Just say it respectfully. So, I, you know, people, some people might be like, oh, Kenny got a, well, a lot of people, nobody never really tell me that Kenny got a small mouth. But sometimes I might be taking it like, you're trying to be small with me, but she's like, no, mom, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to tell you or whatever. And at six, at sometimes she can't really find a word to say. She just saying like, how it come, you know, to her mind. But I don't really have a, a problem with Kenny because Kenny know that I'm a basket case. But I could look at Kenley and like talk to her, give her that mom tone, and she would bust out crying in front of my face. Like that's and I wanna say that's a good thing and a bad thing. Is because I can surprise <laughs> her from anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like if she's at my mom's house and she's like, you know, getting out of the way when my mom my mom could FaceTime me and I could get Kenny together over FaceTime. You know what I'm saying? And my mom won't have no problems with her. But it's like I naturally right now at this stage at her six-year-old stage i really can't complain about my child she's smart she do what she needs to do she's good she's funny like i don't have a problem with her right now in the podcast in about six more years y'all i'll let y'all give y'all an update but right mm-hmm. now <laughs> <laughs> right she's not for she's not for sale yet huh and when her older sisters be here sometimes she be picking up them bad habits i'm like child Y'all ain't got the same mama. Don't pick up some habits, child. <laughs> but I mean, to go back to what I was saying, I'm I'm really just sitting here thinking that torch chart keeps popping in my head. I'm not lying; it keeps popping in my head, and it does. It it works, it works like wonders. It gives yeah. an incentive to look forward to. It gives them something to look like it, when they wake up. They got some type of quote unquote routine or structure because right. they, and they feel accomplished my baby be so happy yesterday to put them stickers up there like so proud of herself so send I, it to me please and i put a spin on it courtney I, I put a spin on it how you do stickers because chloe's just a little older i let her pick like what she wants to do for fun like that evening like if she want to watch a movie or mm-hmm. if she paint or something like that or go outside or if she wants a special dessert like did you complete what was on the chart? 
I'm like, did you do that? Because like she was like, well, and I'll go see. She put checks by him. So whatever doesn't have a check. And I'm like, dude, it's five o'clock. And I checked the chart at six because like, like I said, I work from home. So I try to give myself enough time to work and then to also engage. So it's something that she didn't do. I try not to be so hard on it. Just because I know like I'm my attention's already diverted to actually working. So I'm like, okay, I'll give you till six to get it done. And if you do it, you still get your dessert or you still get to do what it was, you know, over in a movie or something, like whatever she wants. So but and I tell her, you better thank T Courtney. <laughs> You'll be in the corner all day. Okay. Yeah. Maybe you can post it, Courtney. Maybe you can post the um the, the chore chart to y'all so um y'all can post on the homegirls page but yeah um i do that but see with kenley every every week we we already have stuff planned because i'm off monday through thursday so i have to especially right now i have to do stuff to fill in that time so over the pandemic girl kenley's a whole tie-dye queen okay she wants to tell sell tie-dye outfits and all this and you know that's her thing so uh, I, and then every time, like before I have to record, I always have to spend time with her first because I know it takes a chunk of time out of the day for us to record. So I'm like, I have to record later. What do you want to do before I start recording? She'll be like, oh, I want to tie that. Oh, let's go outside. Oh, you know, whatever, whatever. So I do that. But every week we have like something to physically do and, you know, every day to try to occupy her time. But that chore chore is what she gets to do. Like, I guess her, her big thing that she gets to do for the month, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that's just girl look. And then yeah. you know, because guess what? Some days it's just like um you like if the like the lowest thing might just be like have a movie night at home. But the movie night I'll make uh print out like movie tickets that she had to give me her movie tickets to come in to see the movie. I have like a little the little pop uh corn basket thing that we like make the popcorn in and I let her pick the movie. We might have the same pajamas on because that's me and Kimmy thing. Like the whole dress like thing. She she loves to dress like me. Little girls mimic everything you do, Erica. Make sure you're ready and make sure you girl. I know they clingy too. Kimmy was going to school smelling like a grown woman. I said, what do you got on? Oh, I, I wore your Dior um perfume to school. For <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> from little body spray from Bath and Body Works that she could spray on before. She's like, ma'am, you're not going to school smelling like Dior, okay? Like, not that sick, ma'am. Care days, I know, and it was so funny that we she did the self care day, and then a podcast that week was self care. Oh she, my god, you know her own self care days, like. Look, I love it. it. <laughs> I love it. But I mean, yeah, show that kids need structure and it really does build their self-esteem. It builds their confidence in themselves. I mean, like I said, this short chart is I'm about to incorporate that like tomorrow. But if any of y'all listening has some tips, man, send us to the home girls. Yes, girl, we yeah, give, us, give us the tips because we're trying to make sure our kids uh, are functioning citizens in life. Um, right. You know, with your help, child, we're a community, child. It takes a village. So. With that being said, you know, thank y'all for tuning in again. And please hit us up with the tips. Sisters, we trying to keep our kids alive. Right. Yes, and if anybody have twins, please send me some tips. Yeah. <laughs> Sisters struggling. But yes, thank y'all for tuning <laughs> in. On a, a homegirls page and also post how old your kid is. So because everybody on the podcast have different age range kids and let us know what ch- how old your kid is and what you do for them so we can kind of like feel y'all stuff. <laughs> Indeed. That's, that's an inspiration. It's all about that. It's all about that. Right. But I mean, you know, y'all don't have anything else to add. Peace no. out, guys. Peace right. out. Until next time. Bye.